Welcome to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. We're giving out prescriptions for better financial health and making smart decisions with your money. We give common sense solutions to your complex problems. And now, here are the doctors. Well, welcome back to Money MD here in the throes of summer. Boy, summer has started early, hasn't it's it, John? Hot. It's gone from spring to summer quickly. It has. It has. Hopefully, we'll see a little more spring before summer really hits yeah. in earnest. But uh, everything, been, everything's blooming. It's been a warm week. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. We can't can't complain about being cold anymore. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, uh, but we have a a very warm show for today as well. You know, we have some great topics to talk about. We're going to start off talking about, is it better to be in a in a pre-tax account, like a 401k pre-tax account or a Roth account? Which is better? It depends. Well, it does depend, but it's a very important question because that determines mm-hmm. what you're going to pay in taxes the rest of your life when you retire. That's right. So very important decision. You need to make sure you get that right. There's more facets to it than you might realize. So you want to pay attention. This is important important decision. Yeah, and then we're going to lighten up the the mood a little bit and um there's a a, a debate of, by Susie Orman who um basically says uh people are, you know, flushing their uh their money down the drain. What? Yeah, they're buying all kind of supplements and Coffee. If you buy coffee, you know you're. Come you're, on, John. You get, all those life hey, extending supplements. Me, you're telling don't, me don't no you, more GNC supplements. C- CBD oil is the rage now. There's you know people buying this left and right. The industry's booming. Yada yada yada. So, you know the the results and the tests don't necessarily prove that. But um, you know if you want to save a couple of dollars, we've got some tips for you. All those life extending supplements That's I've been right. taking. You're telling me those you're, are a waste of money. That's what they're telling me. Man. That's what Susie Orman's saying. Okay. We'll see. We'll, we'll see dive it, into that. We'll dive into that. That's a good one. Yeah. By the way, I'm Steve Marbert. I'm a certified financial planner and a Dave Ramsey Smart Vester Pro with over 24 years experience providing financial planning and investment advice. And I'm John Travis, also a Dave Ramsey Smart Vester Pro. I have an MBA in finance and have been helping corporations and individuals with planning for over 27 years. We're excited to have you listen to us today on our weekly show. Our podcast up every Friday afternoon. Yeah, check out our website, moneymd.net. We have a link to the podcast that you can uh, listen to the historical ones, a couple hundred out there now. And uh, you can listen to the current one from the um, from the website. You also have Facebook page, uh, Twitter handle, a lot of resources on the website. So uh, come spend a little bit of time with us. Yeah, lots of ways you can check us out. Also, you can email us. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us directly at info at moneymd.net. We're going to start off here with the financial fact of the week. Yeah, this has to do with Social Security statements. I was just meeting with um, a client, and they're like, hey, I haven't received a Social Security statement in a while. I'm like, well, that's because they generally have stopped sending them out. That's right. Right back in 2010, um, the uh, Social Security Administration opened up a new online portal and you can go to mysocialsecurity.com um, uh, uh, or com. Excuse me, ssa.gov would be it, right? That, that's it, yeah. Yeah, so they're, you know, they actually have your information out there. You can go out there and check it once a year. But generally, they're not sending out the statements anymore. So uh, there's been 42 million Americans that have created accounts, even though 62 Americans, um, you know, collect Social Security. So a lot of people have not been onto that website to open it up yet. So we advise you to go take a look. Yeah, you should check it out, you know, because, I mean, they have your entire earnings history mm-hmm. there on your benefit statement. And you need to look at that and make sure it's accurate because your benefit 
is going to be based on your highest 35 years of work history. And so you want to make sure that work history is accurate. Sometimes they'll skip some years that, you know, you worked an employer who maybe didn't report it correctly or they got your Social Security number wrong. So you want to make sure you have that continuous work history and it represents your highest earning, you know, that you did those years Mm -hmm. so that uh, you're getting all the benefit you deserve. And it's a lot easier to get it fixed the sooner you catch it than if you come back years later and find a mistake in there. So check out your benefit statement. Plus, you want to know how much you're going to be drawing at 62. It's a key component to planning. Yeah, you got to have that number. Knowing how much Social Security you're going to be getting and when you want to try to draw it. So uh, log on, take a look at ssa.gov and uh, create your account and get your benefit statement. Great fact of the week. And that leads us up here to our first topic, and that is Roth versus pre-tax 401k or IRA. Which is better? Hmm. That's the question. Good question. It is. And this is based on an article out of Money Wise. Uh, Richard Glant is the gentleman that authored this. And um, But you know, John, with any major financial decision in your life, it pays to do your homework and make sure you're maximizing opportunities to amass as much as possible and be in the best position as possible um, down the road toward retirement. And a part of that is understanding the difference between your pre-tax contributions to your 401k or your Roth, I mean, or your your IRA, uh, and an after-tax contribution that would be a Roth 401k Mm -hmm. or a Roth IRA. Um, Those are the two methods um, for maximizing your savings during your working years, but it's an important decision as to which one you choose. And it's sort of like um, choosing when to take Social Security because, you know, it's one of those important decisions that seems very s- simple on the surface, but it actually has a lot of important facets and, and angles you need to consider. Um, and so prior- prioritizing your retirement savings is one of the most important decisions you can make for your financial s- future. And it vastly affects how much tax you're going to pay over your lifetime, particularly once you retire. So the younger you start and you sort out these important decisions the more comfortable your finances are going to be when it t- comes time to, to clock out of your work career and um, and the less tax you might have to pay when it comes time to withdraw your money. Yeah, it's a big deal. If you're looking at someone with a million dollars and it's all Roth or not, um, it's going to make a huge difference it's in your big, take-home. big difference. So let's uh, let's take a, a kind of a review of what uh, a 401k plan is. It's it's offered by employee employers, and uh, if you sign up for your 401k through your work where your employer uh, may actually match up to a certain percentage uh, of what you put in there. And this is money you typically can't draw out until you're at least 59 and a half and without a you know 10% penalty. So this is really long-term money uh, for retirement. So great savings vehicle. That's right. And you have to decide how much of your pay you want to contribute. You know, typically it's a percentage of your salary. So you often have two choices as to how you contribute. You can contribute pre-tax meaning that you get a tax deduction when you put the money in and it comes right off of your gross income, or you contribute to the Roth, um, the Roth 401k, Roth IRA. And if you do that, then it's after-tax money. Um, but if you sign up for the pre-tax contribution, then your employer is going to transfer the money into your account before any taxes are withheld. If you sign up for the Roth, then the money comes out of your paycheck after taxes are withheld, but those funds will generally grow um, tax-free forever. 
And But any matching money that your employer gives you will always be pre-tax funds, meaning that the money will grow tax deferred and you'll pay tax on that money when you take it out of your account and spend it down the road. Um, the money can usually be invested in, in various mutual funds inside your plan that are made up of stocks and bonds and, and you know, other types of investments. So it makes it fun to watch your money grow, but you got to make that decision of whether you put in pre-tax or after-tax. And there are limits on how much you can contribute each year. Um, but a pre-tax 401k is a pretty painless way of saving for retirement while getting a substantial tax deduction on the front end of your contributions. Um, the IRS makes it difficult for you to spend that money, too, once you've set it aside inside your plan um, early, uh, since you generally have to pay taxes plus a 10% penalty if you draw it out before age 59 and a half, as you just mentioned, John. So after you reach that age, though, the withdrawals are taxed as regular income. Yeah, you do have another option, and that's to contribute after-tax um, earnings to a Roth. Uh, Roth IRA and 401k is similar to the pre-tax IRA or 401k, but the taxes are flipped. So you put part of your income into the account after taxes have been taken out, and when you pay no tax, um, then when you withdraw the money in retirement, not even on the investment earnings. So this account can also you know, have different types of investments, including mutual funds, you know, obviously bonds, stocks, other securities, CDs, just to name a few. And the same contribution cap, uh, cap applies to both accounts. It's 19000 uh for a 401k if you're under 50, and then you have a, a $6,000 catch-up provision if you're over 50, and you can contribute 6000 in an IRA under 50 and another $1,000 if you're over 50. So there are some limits. They keep increasing those. Uh, pretty much on an annual basis, not necessarily every year, but uh, you do have some different options. Yeah, it's adjusted for inflation. That's right. Um, so the big question is, which do you choose? Do you choose to contribute to a Roth, um, which is after-tax money and it grows tax-free forever down the road, um, or do you con- do you contribute to a pre-tax account and pay the taxes later? You know, that's the question. Which one is better? Well, the main difference between the pre-tax and the Roth 401k is whether you pay the taxes now or at the time you withdraw the money. Some people are better off in pre-tax 401ks because their income is low when they need the money um, during retirement. Um, so when they take it out down the road, they're going to be in a pretty low tax bracket. But some people also retire in states that have a low state income tax or even no income tax like Florida or Texas, which makes it very attractive to put it in pre-tax. However, if you if you think your income will actually be higher in retirement, um, you know, then you already have and you already have a large amount perhaps in a uh, pre-tax 401k account, then the Roth 401k could make a lot of sense. Um, and this could be true for for someone who just started their career and expects their incomes to rise significantly over their lifetime. Um, who is saving a lot for retirement or who is anticipating a large inheritance maybe down the road. The Roth 401k could also be a good idea if you're worried that even if your income doesn't go up in retirement, the tax rates might. Um, In fact, I mean, the tax rates are some of the lowest we've seen in our lifetimes, and they could continue to increase, you know, to pay our national debt and the rising deficits that we see in Social Security and Medicare 
Um, so, you know, that would make sense for contributing to a Roth now, pay the taxes now and have it tax free down the road. But keep in mind that the Roth 401k won't protect you if the government decides to implement a consumption tax Mm -hmm. or some kind of value added tax down the road when you take it out. Yeah, there's ways to get around that. There are ways for them to still get you. That's right. So, but if your tax rates don't change, then contributing the same tax adjusted amount to either one will give you an equal after-tax income in retirement. So, for example, let's say you're in the 25% tax bracket, contributing 10000 to a pre-tax 401k. It's really equivalent to contributing 7500 to a Roth 401k because you've already paid the taxes on that distribution um, in retirement. So um, that means if you max out your contributions, you'll be better off in a, in a Roth 401k because when you retire – You'll have the same amount in that account either way, but all that money will be tax-free because you've already kind of settled up with the the IRS on that money. So Exactly. Yeah, it's harder to put it in a Roth 401k or a Roth IRA because you're getting no tax break today for it. Yeah, it makes it a little more painful now, but you helps know, it, long term. helps long-term, and you're getting more money into the plan, as you just mentioned, long-term. You know, another factor in determining whether to invest in a Roth or pre-tax is what other sources of income will you have in retirement? You know, if you're only going to have pre-tax money like a traditional 401k account um, now, uh, then having some raw after-tax Roth money or tax-free Roth money will add a lot of flexibility to your retirement situation down the road when you retire. You know, it's a painful situation if you only have some big 401k that's all pre-tax money available and you, and you get kicked into a higher tax bracket due to the one-time withdrawal, maybe to take a trip or pay medical bills or buy a car in retirement. Um, on the other hand, if you also have a significant source of tax-free money like a Roth account when you retire, it's going to afford you a lot more flexibility to control your tax situation and avoid getting pushed into a higher tax bracket once you retire. So it's going to give you a lot of flexibility if you have a a chunk of Roth money to draw from. Yeah. Also keep in mind that age 70 and a half, there's something called a required minimum distribution that is, uh, starts. And uh, if you already have a, um, a large pre-tax 401k, then these RMDs could push you into a higher tax bracket as well at age 70 and a half. And again, contributing more to a Roth and this tax free money, available might you know avail you to the opportunity to avoid any additional taxable withdrawals keep your rmd really to a more manageable level later in retirement so i agree with you i think the you know as we look into the future taxes are probably going to head higher so that's dangerous probably going to head higher because they're really we're even though it doesn't feel like it for a lot of people Mm -hmm. you know we are in a a pretty low tax environment right now. Um, some of the lowest tax rates we've enjoyed in our lifetime. So, you know, you have to think at some point in the future, it's going to be higher. Uh, another factor to keep in mind is that drawing money out of pre-tax accounts in retirement will raise your adjusted gross income and will affect more than just your federal taxes because having too high of an income will kick you into a higher Medicare premium bracket um, where you're paying more for Medicare It may also cause more of your Social Security benefit to be taxed. Um, Also, if you retire before age 65 and you're buying health insurance, um, you might qualify for an Affordable Care Act health insurance stipend 
But you could lose that if you have income from pulling money out of taxable accounts. A Roth account will afford you the flexibility to avoid being kicked out of that <clears throat> that bracket where you can get a health insurance stipend. So anyway, the bottom line here um, is weigh the pros and cons of the Roth IRAs and the Roth 401ks carefully before you simply default to all pre-tax contributions in order to get that immediate tax deduction. Having a significant source of tax-free income in retirement is a very valuable tool that should not be overlooked. Also, um, we're enjoying some of the lowest tax rates in our lifetime, so paying some taxes now in order to give yourself more flexibility later in the future in retirement could be a wise decision to help manage your taxes in retirement for years to come. So when it comes to deciding what type of retirement plan, savings plan is better for you, take the proper time to consider the pros and cons of each type and make the choice that fits your financial situation and your goals now and in the future. That's the moral of the story here, and that leads us up to our question of the week. Yeah, we've talked about this before, but the question has to do with a qualified charitable donation, QCD is uh, the name, and uh, that really is something that happens after age 70 and a half. So you can take your your RMD, your required minimum distribution, and actually gift it to a nonprofit, and it uh, it doesn't show up as income. And under the current right. tax laws, a lot of people aren't itemizing anymore um, so this is a great way if you do want to give money to charity that uh, it's going to help you on your tax bill also. Yeah, and that dovetails right into the things I just mentioned about, you know, having Roth money available. Um, if you're if you're giving money directly to charitables through a QCD, a qualified charitable donation, and you're over 70 and a half and doing that, then it also avoids kicking your income up um, when you're taking money out of your IRAs and avoids affecting your Medicare premium or your tax on your Social Security. So all those things we just mentioned, um, you know, a QCD is a very valuable tool for getting that tax deduction, the, the equivalent of the tax deduction, mm -hmm. by giving money directly from pre-tax IRAs to a, a charity. So um, it's a great idea. You got to look into it. If you're over seven and a half and you have to take RMDs and you're charitably inclined, I would definitely recommend you consider doing the QCD um, donation to charity. So good question of the week. And that leads up here to our next topic. And that is, um, you know, should you be flushing your money down the drain, right? With uh, probably not supplements. Well, that's right. Supplements and coffee and CBD oil and all kind of stuff. And Susie Orman stoked a, a debate uh, uh, about wasteful spending a couple of weeks ago. She said people that were buying coffee, versus making it at home, we're just pushing money down the drain. Man, I think she's just trying to shame people. I, this is like that article I read this week about somebody being criticized. I'm trying to remember what it was the, for poor shaming people for talking about saving money. <laughs> I thought, that's, uh, that's, that's a bad way of looking at it. You know, yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, it's just great advice. And, and again, uh, you don't want to be wasting money. Just, just buying things you don't need. Yeah, that's right. But, you know, having coffee every now and then, that's okay. I know Nothing wrong with Dave, that. Dave Ramsey has these calculations if you buy coffee a day or whatever. And, you know, that's just some people's fix. So you got to figure out as long as you're doing some other good stuff with, with money. Uh, but this is uh, from Money Magazine. Uh, Alix uh, Lingon is the, the name. And 
And uh, they go on to say money experts have chided uh, Americans about their coffee and avocado toast consumption. Steve, you ever had that avocado, avocado toast? toast? No, I never had that. Done. I have, that, I've had that, some coffee. That doesn't sound very appealing. The coffee sounds very appealing, but not the avocado toast so yeah. much. And here's the here's a candidate vying for the biggest waste of of your money is the dietary supplements. There's a thirty-two billion dollar a year industry that uh, has Americans hooked. Uh, there's new research. Adds that adds to the mounting evidence that um, these costly pills and powders really don't improve your health or longevity. I'm I'm sorry to to tell mm, you that. So yeah, I mean that's that's too bad. I used to actually take some of those health supplements, you know, that, yeah. that said they would you know extend your life, and it was like the magic you know mm-hmm. pill for uh for for you know to, to living longer, age, living longer, been aging. But I thought, you know, you got to live your entire lifetime to see if this works, and I just don't know if I'm willing to do that. <laughs> so a recent large-scale large, large scale study um, basically found that supplements did nothing to extend uh, people's lifespan. So meanwhile, among older adults, 29% reported using four or more supplemental products in the past 30 days. And um, the category includes vitamins, minerals, herbals, and botanicals, amino acids, enzymes. You know, the list goes on and on and on. <laughs> yeah, we hate to be the uh, Debbie you know, Downers. The Debbie Downer, throw cold water on this, but yeah, I mean, what they're saying here is most people do not need these supplements. They don't need vitamins, and they don't need to waste a lot of money on these additions um, that are doing nothing for their health. Um, this is according to a certified financial planner um, who is also a non-practicing medical doctor here. Uh, she says, you know, for the most part, you just don't simply don't need them. They're not, they don't really help your life. You, you really get enough vitamins and minerals and everything you need through a healthy diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they say, uh, she goes on to say that they don't necessarily hurt you, but they won't make you healthier, uh, easy, which means you are essentially throwing your money away if you buy them. And, you know, your body typically knows the vitamins and minerals it needs and anything that it doesn't need is going to get out of your body. So you're just getting that out of your body, and you're wasting money, Steve. Just getting it out of your body. Just getting huh? a peeing, just, Steve. Just peeing. peeing. That's, that's, that's what I the, thought you were going for. That's where I was going. Exactly. Yeah, just, just there goes all your money. Just peeing it down the drain. <laughs> I hear you now. Yeah, I mean, you know, these popular supplements, they don't come cheap either. You know, they range anywhere from 15 to $60 and up on Amazon. Um, it can add thousands of dollars over the course of the year. And for older Americans... You know, that's money that can make a huge difference in a retirement plan for them um, if they just invested that money or didn't spend the money, in fact. I mean, your money's going to do so much more for your health if you save it for the real inevitable medical cost of aging that your current health care system, you know, doesn't pay for. So you're going to need that money. It's valuable money. And... You know, just peeing it down the drain, as you said, John. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, Susie Orman said that. I was just okay, quoting you're her. You're just quoting her. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Salty language. There you there. go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So the key to any good health, as we all know, is is well-balanced diet. includes lots of vegetables and fruits and uh, maybe a little exercise. That would help. Yeah, did a little golf this weekend, right, yeah. for Young Life, Aiken yeah. County. That was a lot of exercise. A lot of exercise, nice and warm, and we chased a little white ball around quite a bit, some of All us. All day for like nine hours. That's right, that's right. So despite often you know aggressive advertising for every manner of quick-fix health and performance-enhancing supplements, there really is not a shortcut. And uh, as you get older, you're going to want to you know maintain your mental and physical health. And um, she goes on to say the Mediterranean diet looks like a good choice. Um, but, uh, 
you know, you got to figure it out. That's right. Yeah. I mean, to be sure, you know, there are people out there with genuine medical problems who may need to take some supplements, but only if their doctor tells them they need to take the supplement because they have a specific issue, she says, you know, so you don't want to just be following a trend out there and, uh, you know, buying the latest and greatest, you know, dietary supplement because, you know, some magazine tells yes. you to do it. And if you're too busy to cook, there's obviously a lot of meal kit delivery services out there. Um, you know, go to Fresh Direct. Amazon has it. Um, you know, if you spend a couple hours prepping and cooking on Sunday, if you like doing that, you can have meals for the rest of the week and you can keep your food costs down. Allows you to eat, you know, healthier, and th- those those do, um, you know, are proven to help your body when you start taking the right vegetables and fruits and so forth. Yeah. So she says the bottom line here is, unless your doctor tells you otherwise, you don't need to spend be spending your hard earned dollars on supplements. Um, you know, just just have a healthy diet. Make sure you're eating a well rounded, balanced meals. And uh, you know, maybe buy yourself the avocado toast, but uh <laughs> but don't don't buy the expensive, you know, forty dollars a month supplements. Yeah, and there's the new rage, Steve, that's called C B D. It's a non psychoactive cannabinoid and it's found in cannabis and uh, really surging in popularity over the last couple of years. Um unlike THC, the chemical compound that gives uh, pot at signature effects. CBD has been shown to help with everything from PTSD to anxiety to MS to epilepsy, and it doesn't get you high. And you're going to tell me that doesn't work? I well, I don't know. I didn't say it didn't, but I'm tell, about to tell you sales are going to 22 billion in 20, 2022. Just you got to consult a doctor. I mean, who knows if this? I was watching a, a, a discussion on this. I think it was last night and. I mean, who knows if this is going to be good for your body or not long-term. There's been no studies or minimal studies done on it. And a lot yeah. of people are saying it helps them with insomnia and inflammation and, you know, it's marketing. And maybe there are some benefits. Yeah. Talk to your doctor. We're, we're money doctors. We're certainly not medical doctors, but um, you got to be careful of scams out there. That's true. And, you know, unfortunately, it, it takes year decades for them to really figure out what really does help you. You know, I mean... I mean, my doctor's been telling me for years to take a baby aspirin, and last time I was in, he said, "Don't hey, you know they've they've changed the research?" And oh, I'm, man, not, just, I'm probably going to tell you next time not to take that anymore. I'm like, that kills kills Doc, me when you hear that. I've been taking that for like 20 years. You're telling me not? Yeah. <laughs> so they just yeah. don't know. You know, it takes a long time. My Kathy's mom was proven right that. uh you know, that real butter is better than margin. She's, you know, we were all told when we were younger that, to, you know, take margin because it doesn't have all the trans fats or whatever mm. that real butter has in it. And come to find out she was right. Real butter is better than margin. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I, okay. I tried to ask my granny who lived 103. She passed away last October. I'm like, all right, what is your secret? And she never came up with like one or two items. You know, if she would have, I would have held on to that and but we never had butter discussions. She didn't? She, she no. drank a glass of wine I don't, or something? Not yeah. really. She didn't have a consistent answer for me. So <laughs> I, I tried to, you know, try to get her, give me that secret formula. Yeah, well, it's probably jeans, John. And lucky for you. you Levi's? You do, you do have some of those. Oh, no, you're not talking about what you wear. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> good topic. That leads us up to our last thing, and that is the prescription of the week. Yeah, if you have um, pre-college age kids, uh, do some planning. Um, there is a way to graduate from college 
with no debt. It does take uh, work. It takes a lot of um, you know effort to do that. Going local, um, scholarships, saving up, um, doing CLEP courses. You know, there's there's ways to get to zero debt. It's an epidemic. There's $1.5 trillion of student loan debt. Matthew is doing the prescription of the week this week on Facebook, so go check that out. He's got a good discussion on it. But uh, just do some planning in that area. Absolutely. College costs can can wreck you, you know, for a long time. So you got to be careful. Do planning ahead of time. Make sure you get some good advice before you go out here and uh, rack up a lot of student loan debts. Okay, well, that brings us to a close for this week's edition of Money MD. Tune in next week to hear more prescriptions for your financial health. Check us out on our website, moneymd.net, and email us your questions at info at moneymd.net or give us a call at Richard Young Associates at 706-739-0725. Thanks for listening and have a great rest of the week. Have a good one. This program contains general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. This broadcast is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. SmartVistor Pro is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richard Young Associates, a registered investment advisor.